0: If you're anything like us, running a business can bring fear to the surface on a whole new level. Sharing your story, launching that offering, or hosting that retreat can take a whole lot of inner work before you're able to take action that's in alignment with what you want. But the thing is, fear never truly goes away. You just become more comfortable doing big things, even if you're afraid. So in today's episode, we're talking about taking brave action right alongside your fear. If you're someone who has been holding yourself back from the dream that's on your heart, whether that be in life or business, today's episode is for you. We dish out actionable tips on how you can feel the fear and do it anyway to get the results of those actions and accomplish more of your goals. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Brienne Wick. Brienne is a business and life guidance coach for female entrepreneurs, a motivational speaker, and founder of Brave Fear the act of taking brave action right alongside your fear. She believes in the power of community and helps women harness the power of brave fear to make radical shifts happen in their lives and businesses through her brave fear retreat and six-month mastermind. Brianne, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be on your podcast right now.
0: I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: When I got your email, I mean, I kind of said this to you already in the email, but I was like so pumped because yours was one of the ones that I was going to reach out to, you know, it's been on my list for a while or something like that. But I was just like, I just adore her. I wonder if she would ever even want me on her podcast. And then I got that email and I was like, shut up. Best day ever.
0: Oh, my God. I love hearing that because you know how you can form like so many stories around those things and reaching out to podcast guests is totally Mm -hmm. one of those things.
1: It's so true. And I'm like, I'm living in made up stories constantly. so.
0: It's like too funny because, especially with like the internet and the way social media is, like I think I've been following you on Instagram for quite a while now. So it was one of those things where I feel like I know you, and I've like seen your wedding photos, and I saw your honeymoon photos, and I was like, "Oh my god, you went to Paris on our honeymoon! We went to Paris on our honeymoon!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I mean, it was it's just like, like, but you do, you feel so connected, exactly. It already Jeff.
0: felt so aligned, and then I think you went to. To the Rise Conference recently, and I was following your stories on that.
1: Yes, I just got back from that. That was like, that just happened. That's so much fun.
0: And I was like, okay, this is it. I have to reach out to her. Like, I have to see if she'll come on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, my word. I feel like somehow we manifested this together because (laughs) – Exactly, right? (laughs) Yes, because that just makes it like even more fun that you've been like following along with that stuff too because I'm like, yeah, I just did that. And I – you know what? And that's one of my favorite things I think about social media when it's used the right way. It's like we should feel like we kind of already know someone even if we don't. And I don't find that creepy at all. Like, I think that's really cool because we're able to like connect with people, you know, just by being a part of their lives, even if as, as a, like a silent partner, like, I think that's so much fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, I totally agree. And It's so much better to think of it from that perspective and to be putting out that kind of content that we're really excited about and resonates and is like meant for our people and have them be like, oh my God, I feel like I know her in like this amazing way rather than thinking of it as like, I'm putting this out into the abyss and no one's commenting and no one's liking it and (laughs) I don't know what's going on, right? It's so true. And you're just like, I'm alone in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) especially with those things like stories where like you have to make a really dedicated effort to actually comment as Mm -hmm. opposed to like you know just scrolling through the feed and liking mindlessly or I don't know, maybe liking with intention hopefully, but I feel like there's like a bit more effort involved. So I think it's such a beautiful reminder that even if you are putting out content you're not necessarily hearing anything back that people are watching and that yes. they are getting to know you and you are forming that relationship on such a deeper level.
1: Oh, yes. I so totally agree. And it's, you know, it's one of those things too where I'm I'm a huge believer in Reaching out to people if we're not always going to think of it, but like if you do or if someone's like just really resonating with you or impacting you, just reach out to encourage them, even when that feels kind of scary because that person's going to be so freaking excited that you just did that. (laughs) because right until that oh moment gosh. they might have felt like yeah and they're like is anyone listening like is anything out there and then you could be that one person that like totally changes up their day and is like I am listening I am here and you're amazing you know or whatever and it just like it just becomes this I, I don't even know just beautiful moment so I-, I try and do that a lot but I'm also an encourager by nature so I suppose that's part of it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. I think it's so funny. So we've been doing a lot of home renovation right now. And I had just posted we did um we like redid the tile in our laundry room, which like yes. doesn't sound exciting, but to me was like, Oh my gosh, my life has changed forever and this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so with of you. course I'm posting it on <laughs> stories, right? And I think it was like the most responded to thing I have literally ever posted, right? And I was like, Yeah, oh, okay, I guess people
1: love laundry rooms as much as I do. It's okay it's okay we're all in this together and my floors are beautiful you're right (laughs) See, I just think that's so much fun I love watching people also fix up their homes and do things like that too because I still rent right now so I'm like oh man let me just live vicariously through you whatever you put down I'm gonna love because I'm so excited that you're like someone's getting to do this right now
0: oh yes I know so inspiring (laughs) yeah (laughs) So before we dive into our main topic, can you tell me a little bit about what you do and why you do it?
1: Oh yeah. Goodness. I, it's like such a beautiful, big question and I love it so much because, uh, as a, well, now I kind of call myself a brave fear coach, but that's because brave fear is like my new thing that I'm really trying to, um, it's trademarked. Yes. Yes. It's trademarked. And, To me, it's a movement. It's like it's been a philosophy of mine for so long, and just like the way that I live my life. And it feels to me like a warrior cry, you know, like a rebel cry kind of a thing. Like, I am brave fear. And it's like such a beautiful way for me to finally express what I do because I really do believe that every single one of us is brave fear, meaning that. Our fear is actually brave. Like we can take brave action right alongside our fears and make things happen in our lives that we really want to happen. It takes just, you know, that little bit of courage. It takes us to build up our bravery muscles. Like it takes us to like actually do things and then we can get there. So I call myself uh, a brave fear coach now. Because what I really love to do is help women take action towards the dreams and the goals that they have for not just their businesses, but for their lives. Um, And so an easier way to have put that for a while has been a life and business coach for female entrepreneurs. I love working with other female entrepreneurs because we rock. Let's just be real. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just really believe in that like so passionately about when we show up for our lives, when we show up for our dreams. When we show up for our goals and we take action, even if they are the smallest actions on the planet, like it doesn't matter. Those things add up and we get there. And it's the coolest thing in the whole world to see this kind of thing happen. So it's one of the reasons why I do it. And then the other reason is because I totally have lived in fear my whole life. So for me, that bravery muscle has been building up for a, well, a really long time. I'm like, should I say my age? But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like a really long time. And it's like I know that feeling, that, that just paralyzing feeling of I can't do this. And I'm, I'm just way too scared and this is way too big. And this is so beyond me. And, um, I share my personal story and stuff like that, even on my own podcast, the brave fear podcast, and I'm starting to share it out more, but I had a childhood that was really rough and really hard. And that's meant, you know, a lot of trial and error and strife to try, you know, kind of get to the place that I am now. And so being so in tune with and aware of fear, I also feel like it's kind of such a beautiful way for me to come back now and be like, but we can brave this fear. Like we can do this. We are brave fear. So, that's kind of like the whole why behind that, but in a little bit more of a nutshell.
0: <laughs> I can so relate. Like every every bit of what you said, I'm like, yes. Like <laughs> the whole feel the fear and do it anyway thing is just such a powerful message and mission and I just love how you embody that because I think that, you know, you were talking about not just business, but also in life too. But I think especially as entrepreneurs, you know, I always say that we have our personal and our professional development, like really like squeezing us and bumping up against each other and like pushing us in ways, pushing us from either side to Mm -hmm. really move forward, you know? And it's really true it just it brings up your stuff in a whole different way you know yes.
1: i think being an entrepreneur is like um i think it's an eleanor roosevelt quote or roosevelt quote where she talks about like steeping yourself in like a tea and then you see what you're really made of. You know what I mean? And so it's like- Oh, when I you, haven't heard that one. I need to like, oh man, I should look it up right now or we should do something. Maybe we'll put it in your show notes where it's actually appropriately written out. No,
0: let's look it up. <laughs> Hold on. I have, a woman is like a teabag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water.
1: Yes, that's so good. And I love that quote so much because that to me feels like entrepreneurship. Like entrepreneurship is the hot water. And totally. all of a sudden- <laughs> yes. Right? Like as a woman, as a female entrepreneur, we're being steeped in that hot water, which is entrepreneurship. And frankly, all the, you said I could swear. So all the shit's coming up and like, (laughs) we're figuring this out, you know, and, and that's how you figure out how strong you truly are. And like entrepreneurship is going to make like all kinds of crazy things come up for you. And almost all of them are going to be entirely personal like we could pretend there are other things, but it's going to be like all the personal stuff that we haven't wanted to deal with. And all of a sudden we're having to deal with it. And frankly, I think it's one of the most beautiful places we can possibly be. So I love that quote, even though I totally butchered it. Um, because <laughs> that's what it makes me think of.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I love that so much because I'm thinking back to like my own entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing that I realized in this whole thing was not only does it push like the fear and the self-doubt and all of the shit, but also it pushes the dreams, right? Because all of a sudden you realize that whatever path you thought you were on or you thought was like the right path or the prescribed path or what you quote unquote should be doing is all of a sudden really irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And you kind of break out of that bubble or that shell of what you thought you should be doing. And it really, really requires you to ask the question of, okay, what is it that I actually want? Like, what is it that success looks like for me? What is it that those big dreams actually are? And I think that's where the fear and the self-doubt come up because all of a sudden we're thinking so much bigger than we ever have before. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like so much bigger than we ever have before. And, and that, that can be really scary. Like, I mean, totally. that can bring up so many different fears, but you're just, you're sitting there and you're like, what, what is happening? What is my life? You know, like,
0: <laughs> right. So you like, have that existential crisis. Yes, and you then- that, like,
1: <laughs> that's the perfect way to put that because yes, that's what's happening to you, but don't worry. You're going to come out of the other end of this just fine. <laughs>
0: Right. It's so true. Like, I think we all have that, those moments where like, oh my gosh, like everything I thought was real isn't anymore, you Mm -hmm, know, like, mm -hmm. and now I have to figure out my own path in my own way, but it's also like hugely liberating. And I think it really just, it really just makes it so much easier for you to live out your life and live out your business in a way that's in alignment with one another, you Mm -hmm. know, instead Mm -hmm. of feeling like um, your day job is getting in the way of your values, or, you know, how you want to be living, or I'm trying to think of like, things that were bubbling up for me when i was working like a desk job and i just i just remember feeling like there's got to be more than this right like
1: right? this can't be it <laughs> i totally had that same exact thought and i was like can this can this happen like can i have more than this can something more than what i'm doing right now actually be my reality and the answer, of course, is And again, is yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you and I are both like, uh-huh. <laughs> 100%. Oh, so, so good. So funny. I'm really curious to hear. Can you tell me, is there like one mindset shift that's changed everything
1: for you, either you or your clients? Oh, man. I, I think to choose just one is like feeling so hard. <laughs> But I can say there's been one recently. So how about if I pick like one that's like super recent for me that has felt like it shifted a ton of things? How about that? (laughs) Sure. Okay, cool. Um, because there has been one recently that I heard and I even feel bad. I tried to like look it up before uh, we even came on today to see. I was like, where did I hear this? I swear someone said it. I was listening. It wasn't me, but it was probably like Rachel Hollis. She talks so fast. I mean, it was probably her and I was listening at some point. But they were talking about how there's like the fear of showing up and doing your thing right? Whatever it is that you want to do. And it's going to have multiple iterations. There's going to be several times that this happens to you where all of a sudden you have to like show up again and you have to do the thing and you have to go for it. Right. And we're really afraid to go for it. Like every single time a new thing comes up, we get super scared and we're like, I'm not sure. You know, it's like we hit the pause button. We hit the brakes. All of a sudden everything tenses up in our bodies. And we're like, I don't know if I can do this. And When I heard this, it shook me because I'm a really, like, careful, conscientious person. Like, I really care about people. And it's so important to me that I show up in a really authentic and genuine way that I'm, like, serving and taking care of others. Like, I love to care for people. And so here was the thing I I kind of heard. And like I said, I'm really sorry because now I can't remember who I heard it from. I read way too many books. I listen to way too many podcasts, but um, I can't even help myself. But they talked about how when you don't show up, like when you don't go for it, when you don't make that thing, when you don't like do it, that you could actually be hurting somebody else or negatively impacting somebody else's life. And when I heard that, I, like I said, I felt really shook by that because I was like, now nah, hold on. <laughs> how do you mean like I could actually like be like, you know, impacting somebody else's life negatively if I just don't do anything? Like that doesn't make any sense to me because how would they even know? And then the beautiful thing that they they kept talking about was they were like, well, but if you don't show up, somebody else will. And what if they don't do it as good as you do? What if they actually take advantage of that same person that could have bought from you, but now they're buying from somebody else because they're looking for that thing that you have sitting on your heart that you wanted to create or do and you're not doing it. And now somebody else is doing it and they're working with that other person and they're not getting what they need from it, but they would have if you did. And I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. It kind of almost felt like a <laughs> like a like a knife to the heart in just a way because I was like, holy crap. you know, where, where it's like, if you, that all of a sudden makes the stakes so high. And like, then to me, at least in that moment, it shifted my mind so much where I was like, well, if I don't show up, oh man, like, what could that be doing? Like, this is sitting on my heart for a reason. Like, what could it be doing if I don't show up? That could actually be negatively impacting somebody else and that the stakes are high enough. Like what I want to do, especially you guys know my story a little bit more now and like the brave fear stuff and everything else. uh, And this was me thinking too, just so you know, like more recently, like, um, whether or not to put on my Brave Fear retreat that's coming up, because I was so nervous about it. Cause I was like, well, I've never, I've only ever done retreats inside of my mastermind, but I've never just like held one outright to the public and anybody can come and all of these things. And I was like, what if I show up and nobody else shows up? You know, and you go through all of that stuff. And then I heard this yes. concept and I was like, you're so right. Because what I'm doing and what I'm talking about and what I'm teaching, I'm extremely passionate about. And I don't believe in being fearless. Like, I don't believe in that word. I, I think that fear is actually really essential and important for our well-being. Like we're meant to have fear, and there's different ways to talk about that and all of the things. But like I am, I don't look at it as an enemy. I look at it more as a friend, a really needy, overbearing friend, but don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the the idea of like that's the thing that I teach. That's the thing that somebody really needs to hear. And perhaps that fearless topic that's usually used is hurting that person versus my brave fear topic. And it, it just, it just oh. rocked me. It just rocked me. So there you go. And then obviously I have shared this also with my clients and now I'm sharing it with you here. So it's like, this is, this is the the concept though, that like just got me. My mind was blown. <laughs> I
0: think that's so incredibly powerful. And I just, I mean, I love when these podcast episodes like have a theme and how we were talking about earlier, how, when you actually step into entrepreneurship, how the world becomes like that much bigger and so many more things become available to you and it really pushes what's possible. I think the same thing is happening here with this mindset shift where we're saying like, okay, your fear is one thing, but then when you're talking about the fear that you have preventing everyone else from getting to their next step and Mm -hmm. their next level Mm -hmm. and stepping into what is on their heart, Mm -hmm. it just has such a tumbleweed effect. And it just allows you to see how our own fears can stand in the way of something that's so much bigger than just us.
1: So much bigger. And how much easier is it for us to brave that fear when it is bigger than us. Right. Cause like when it's just you sitting alone in your apartment or your house or whatever in front of your computer, <laughs> it's so easy to be like, it doesn't matter. But then when all of a sudden it's so much bigger than you, it matters. And it like puts some emphasis behind it for you. That makes you really think about and consider like, Whoa, you know, like this actually does matter. This actually has an impact. Whether or not I do something has an impact on the world and the people around me. Like, oh, it just makes it gives me shivers because it just makes me think like how magical and amazing that is and how truly like we're really more connected than we think we are. You know, so often we feel like islands, but nobody's an island, even (laughs) if you feel like one. Like, it's just not the way that humans work. (laughs) Totally. Yeah.
0: So true. When I started my business, I was terrified of money. I would spiral into thoughts of fear and self-doubt about what would happen if I left my completely stable looks good on paper nine to five in pursuit of something more. When I started freelancing, it was all I could think about. I would wake up in the middle of the night, mentally tallying how long I'd be able to keep myself afloat. And I always did, running a successful design studio for three plus years. But when I made the pivot to coaching, the very same thing happened. I was afraid of leaving those 10K design projects behind in pursuit of the dream that was on my heart. That was when I realized that the fears I had around money had nothing to do with how many dollars I had in my bank account and everything to do with how I was thinking about them. It took me about two weeks of solid money mindset work to sleep through the night. That was how quickly things shifted for me. And I know the same is possible for you if you do the work. If this sounds all too familiar or maybe even too good to be true, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free master your money mindset coaching session. Together, we'll get to the root of your biggest money mindset challenge. So you can shift it and start making more of it. Now, grab a spot at amandadunnelly.com slash money mindset before they're gone. So I think a lot of times we have these stories that we craft, and we're really good at crafting the negative stories, right? Nobody wants what I have to sell. No one is going to buy this from me. No one's going to show up at this retreat that I'm putting on. I mm-hmm. couldn't just offer it to the public. That would be ridiculous.
1: Um, you <laughs> <Yep. know> what- <laughs> I have felt and thought all of those things. Yes, 100%. <laughs>
0: But I think what I love most about this mindset shift is it's really just crafting a different story around it, right? It's true. So it's really just allowing you to come at it from a different angle Mm -hmm. and say, oh no, I would be doing so much more harm than good by staying small and by not putting on this retreat than I would be by like stepping into it and hosting it anyway and seeing what would happen and seeing how all the people who come to it are going to evolve after that and what they're going to go out and do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really just about crafting a story that's more in support of what you want, right? Because you knew that it was on your heart to create this retreat. You knew that it was, you know, quite clearly what you wanted. It was all of the other stories that can kind of like seep in there and stand in your way. But when you allow the stories that seep in there to actually be the ones that fuel you and allow Mm -hmm. you to actually move forward and embrace it more, it can be so much more powerful.
1: Totally true. And I think too, it's so powerful when you can shift the story that you're listening to, if you can shift it to something that's a value to you, one of your values, like core values. And these aren't something I like, I'm not sitting here constantly thinking about my core values. I just want to say that when I use those <laughs> words, I'm not like, oh, my core values are, you know, like that's not what's happening. <laughs> but it's just something wake up, right? My core, my core wake values. up recite yeah. my core values. No, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> But it's one of those things where it's so innate uh, inside of your your being that you can't, you can't ignore it. You don't have to think about it, like none of those things. But then when you hear it or it hits upon or something hits upon one of your values, um, that it just resonates with you so much more. And I think that's one of the things here, too, is like when you're looking to change the story for yourself to a more positive story, also look for something that's going to hit on a value for you. Because for me, this is a huge value of mine, um, showing up and caring for people, which is you know, kind of why I started talking about it in that way because I would never want to negatively impact someone. Yes, of course, I'm still going to. like we're we're human. Like life happens like this, but I don't want to. So if I know that I am currently sitting in the power of that and I have control over it, that makes it so much easier for me to be like, I can change this story right now and be like, you know what? This could impact a lot of people and in a really amazing way. And if I don't do it, I could be negatively impacting people. And so it hit on a core value of mine. So I love what you just said because I think that that's key. But I think so often we think, well, how can I make the story more positive? Like, how can I change that? Like, I don't know how to do that. And I think that for me to kind of give that example is like it hit on a core value of mine. So think about and and um, pay attention to the things that resonate with you the most to like get to that place of, okay, I can, I can turn this into a more positive story for myself because that was easy actually because it just hit on a core value of mine. So I just wanted to throw that thought in there because as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, how hard it can be to sort of change up our mindset or, or not, not our mindset necessarily, but like the story that's playing in the back of our heads. Um, to be a positive one? And like, how was I even able to do that? And just now on the podcast, I figured that out. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I
0: think like, uh, quite honestly, just having a list of your core values that you, you know, like open a Google doc, just like brain dump, whatever comes to mind for the things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. And then like print that shit out and stick it on your bulletin board. You know, I think a lot of times we're like, Oh, this would be like such an intense exercise for me to have to go through and write through all my core values. (laughs) It'll take like five minutes guys. Like, and there's no like right or
1: wrong to this, like just brainstorm (laughs) it out, let it go out of your heart and it will flow from you naturally. (laughs)
0: Right. And I think it can be such a tool instead of being like, oh, my gosh, what a chore to like write out down all my core values. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even know what those are. Like, where would I even start? Like, I think a lot of times with these kind of things, it's it's almost what comes like innately or naturally. And you're, you were saying like, I don't wake up and recite this every day. This isn't like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that anyone has to do that, but I do think that like, there is something to like noticing those things that kind of hit a nerve in a good way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the things that like kind of make you sit up a little straighter and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like those are usually the things that are hitting on the core values. And I know, like, for me, design is like a huge core value, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have a background in branding and design. Like, does that seem like something like, revolutionary? Like, no, probably not. But it does mean that I like pay a little more attention when that like my stuff is nicely designed and that when other people have nicely designed things and like, it's definitely a value. So truth, I think a lot of times it's the stuff you almost (laughs) skim over, right? The stuff you're like, oh, well, yeah, duh. You know, it's like, well, write down all that stuff so that you can go back to it in these moments and be like, okay, what's the value that this ties to? And how can I adjust the story to like really tie into that and feel empowering? Instead of yes. making me feel like I want to curl into a fetal position, <laughs>
1: right. you know? which, which is usually where we begin, and, then, <laughs> yes. and it's just unraveling that chaos in our brains. It's fine. <laughs> I mean,
0: we're we're like talking about this lightheartedly, but like it is fine, right? Like yes. I think there's something about just normalizing that and realizing that like it's totally okay to feel that way and to have those feelings, but. You don't necessarily have to stay
1: there, right? One thousand percent. Yeah, and I think that there's a time <laughs> and place for all, like know. all of it. Yeah, but yeah, you don't you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in that thing. But it's okay if you start in that fetal position and then you figure it out. Like that's okay, and you can still work it out from that place. It's not like you know almost kind of like I was saying in the beginning I'm not brave like all the time. I don't feel brave and courageous and like this person who just like goes for it constantly like no I often start in the fetal position and then I have to figure it out. But that's the beautiful part is that you can and I think too with what you were just saying with um you know like writing down your core values and stuff so much of this comes from just that awareness. And even for myself and Amanda I want to know from you too but like I have just started to kind of pay attention to the things that just kind of kick me, you know, whether it like kicks me into action or it kicks me down, like just like something that like gets me a little bit. And if it does, then I stop for a moment and I'm like, oh, what was that? And then I can start to kind of figure out from there, you know, whether that was like a trigger or you're hitting upon one of my core values and I'm getting fired up like a mama bear. Like it doesn't really matter which thing is happening there. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> but that to me is awareness. And it's not like you're consistently and all of the time aware of yourself always, like the most Zen person on the planet who's just like at home and you know all the things. It's, it's more of like when something teases you, and you're not sure why, you get curious about it. And that to me is totally. like awareness, you know what I mean? And that's like building it. And we're always building our awareness. So let's, there's also that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think awareness is just like a huge component of those fears, right? Yes. Because it's, I I mean, I personally feel like it's really hard to move through them if you're not even aware that they're there. True. Does that
1: make sense? 100%. Because anytime that I haven't been aware of something, it, I'm I'm completely unaffected, right? Like I'm just like because you're not aware. And so, you know, if you want to start changing up these things, if you want to change up, you know, that negative voice loop in the back of your head to a more positive one, like we were just saying with the story, like if you're telling yourself a negative story and you want to switch it to a positive story, well, it takes a little bit of awareness to get to that place, but it's not that crazy or difficult it's just a curiosity right like it's just getting curious with yourself and every time you're curious with yourself you've just gained a little bit more awareness
0: totally and one of the things that i do i can't remember if i've talked about this on the podcast before but i actually have as part of my morning routine i just write out like all of the fears that i can possibly think of
1: oh my <laughs> I gosh do a i giant love brain that dump. <laughs>
0: Um, and I call it a fear inventory and something that I've been doing for a while now. And sometimes the list is really, really long and sometimes the list is pretty short. But I found that like even just writing them out and acknowledging them kind of releases some of the charge around them. Oh, heck yeah. And then it, they're like not nearly as big of a deal, right? Yes. And it makes it so that I can just move through it a lot faster. And like, honestly, I don't even reread them. Like I just write them out and then like rip up the paper at the end and like, to make a very, uh, intentional decision not to dwell on them or like give them any more meaning than simply to just like get them out of my head and
1: like move through. Oh them. my gosh, Amanda. I love that so much. You you're doing like so many things with that. First of all, you're getting them out of your head and onto paper and then you're taking a look at them. And then that also like immediately lessens them. But then on top of that, you're, you're like discarding them. You're like, you know what? I'm going to just kind of crumple you up and be done with this because I let you go. And now I'm just going to release you. Like, that's so brilliant. I absolutely love that idea. And I'm going to totally start telling people to do the same yeah. thing as I'm going to start doing the same thing. Totally.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so powerful and it's been so helpful for me. So I like, I'll tell anyone about it, but yes. um, it's just been so, so helpful. And then the other thing that I was going to say, you were saying you had that, that kind of like kick when you knew that, like, something was stirring things inside of you mm-hmm. and, like, that's kind of how it, it showed up for you. Mm-hmm. I've realized that for me personally – It's usually the things that I'm like, oh, when I'm X, then I'll blank. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how I know that it's like a fear thing standing in the way. Right. Because I'm waiting for like a certain point or something to shift or a certain circumstance for me to finally be able to step into what it is that I want. Mm. And I've found that that's the moment where I have to like catch my brain and be like, no, no, no. (laughs) What you want is available to
1: you right now. So how are we going to move through this? to make it happen. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Because, yeah, when we're sitting in that waiting zone of, well, when this happens or if this happens, then I'll do my thing or I'll, you know, or whatever. And I think we can so often be kind of waiting in that place. And that is just, I think you just hit like such a beautiful topic with even just that one if oh, there's so many things we could unload here amanda oh my goodness but like <laughs> that's such an amazing one right there because it's basically your fear has kind of gotten in the way already just by you being like well i need such and such in order to or if i just wait until blah you know and then i can cuz like like you just said everything's available to you right now to make it happen but how often do we believe like it's not <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know, right? Because it's so much easier to believe that story, right? Right?
1: <laughs> right. But that's such a subtle way that that creeps up on you. So I love that you just said that because sometimes it's a, it's kind of a subtle little creep, right? <laughs> totally. It's almost like a double and it's, it's meaning sneaky. with that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's sneaky. Yes, exactly.
0: It's sneaky because, like, I mean, I don't like um, heights at all. Like, I have a fear of heights. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it interesting when I go skiing and when I go hiking. And, like, it's definitely one of those, like – brave fear moments where it's like, I'm afraid, but I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I think those become so much more apparent, but, you know, we kind of almost have to to learn our brains in a way and learn the ways that it like kind of tricks us into thinking, uh, thinking other things. Right. And we think we have like all these really good reasons for not doing the things that we want to step into. When in actuality, like
1: so much of it really does boil down to fear. Yep. But those reasons can feel so legit. (laughs) you're just like no this is a real excuse and it is real and I know that it is real and I'm gonna hold on to it because it's real like and even if it's not right (laughs) like totally I think that happens all of the time and I love that you even just said like uh, you know, that you're afraid of heights and that, you know, kind of comes up, but you still go hiking, you still do the skiing. Those are brave fear moments. I think that's amazing. Um, I'm also afraid of heights and I totally went skydiving. Side note, just to like throw that out there. And I did it because I'm afraid oh of heights. Gosh. I know. I was like, I think, I don't know if I would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when you just said that, I was like, oh, Amanda, I'm feeling such a kinship to you and I have to tell you that I did this too. <laughs> but because, yeah, I'm like, I'm also afraid of heights. But anyway, yeah, and I, and I just really, I love us to be constantly kind of thinking about anytime you have an excuse, this is where my brain is going with this, anytime you have an excuse, check yourself. Almost take it as like a red flag because it probably is a fear that's coming up <laughs> because if there's an excuse involved, uh, it's probably not real. Like almost every time for me, that's the case. And it's just so interesting because we just believe them as like these truths that are there because they've always been there. We've always kind of had those excuses. How do they ever go away until we like acknowledge them and realize that they're not real? They don't like, that's kind of how that works. And so the way that you just said that, but I love it because I started to realize for myself that anytime I had an excuse for something that became my little red flag you know, waving real high, being like, Hey, there's a fear here. It's, uh, it's getting in the way for a minute. And I was like, Oh, right. You know, and all of a sudden you have to think about, okay, okay. Where's this coming from? What is this excuse? Is this actually real? No. Cause it's an excuse, but you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> totally. And I think, I mean, it's so funny too, especially like you and I are both in the personal development space. Yeah. So when this stuff comes up, with our own stuff, right? Because we have it too. Oh yeah. It's like, oh man,
1: there's inner work to do here, huh? <laughs> you know? Right? Every time oh my gosh, you and I are so similar. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, they gotta get them. we're gonna we're gonna dig deep on some of this inner stuff today. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wasn't yeah, right? planning on it, but now we're
1: taking a detour. <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh my gosh, so true. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, so if do you have any advice if someone is looking to kind of uncover some of these fears that they have and really work through them and really, you know, break through them, where do
1: they even start? Mm. Well, I think it's a few of the little things that we even just said. I, I'm going to take a note from what you just said, because I thought that was brilliant. So I'll repeat it, but if you've got stuff coming up for you, write them down. Like do the big fear inventory like Amanda does in the morning because that's brilliant and I know it works because it's working for her and now I'm going to start doing it too. But beyond that too, it's um I've always kind of taken it as that curiosity that I was saying where that's a muscle. You're building up a muscle. So like just like when you're working out, you don't jump right into like the – You know, I don't even know, triathlon, like CrossFit, like craziness. Like, you can't just go in and do that on your first day of working out, right? You go in, you do like the little bits to get you started, to get you warmed up. You're trying it for the first time. You're going to suck at it, by the way. You're going to look weird because you don't know all the right forms yet. And that's okay. But that to me is curiosity with yourself. And so when you're thinking about your fears and you're trying to, Get a little bit more of that awareness and start to figure out your fears and also start to figure out when they're blocking you and you know when you need to quite possibly change that negative story because sometimes we don't even know a negative story is happening in the background. Start to pay attention to the little clues. So those little clues are the things we were just talking about, like when you have an excuse for something right there that's a clue. That's a red flag. That's a way way for you to stop and go, okay, I'm going to get curious about this. Like, why is this my excuse? I have a little trick that I use that I call the five whys. And this is one of the most awesome ways to start to get to like the core of things for yourself, because you could ask yourself why and still have Uh, a really superficial answer and then kind of move on with your day, but Mm -hmm. you haven't like got to the heart of it yet. So ask yourself why five times and like make that happen for yourself to like, even if you feel like you're repeating yourself, (laughs) do it anyway, because you're going to finally start to get to a, a, an actual deeper place with things. So if you're just getting started with kind of this awareness zone, figuring this stuff out so you can start to change your negative story that's happening in the background, pay attention to those little clues that are coming up and get curious about them. Um, So that one is excuses. If all of a sudden, two, you – maybe you just like full-on chicken out from something. Great. Get curious about that. (laughs) Maybe there's a time when you – (laughs) you're like thinking about doing something. This happens to me constantly, which is why I just giggled for a second. You're like a dream just came to you. A goal just came to you. Some idea just came to you, right? And you're like, oh, I'm so excited. And then already you start making up all of the reasons why that can't happen. Like almost instantaneously that you get the idea. You're like, nope, 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 nope. And you're like, you know, falling down the cliff. And right then get curious. Because again, that's fear coming up for you and get curious about what those fears are. But I would say, no matter who you are, where you are, where you get, if you're getting started or if you're not getting started, either way, it doesn't really matter. But the more curious that you can be about your life, about the way that you think, about your answers, about the way that you say things. Just get curious and you're going to start to get answers for yourself. You're going to start to find like core reasons that this stuff is happening. You're going to start to find even those core beliefs that you have that are limiting yourself. You're going to start to find, you know, those fears that are like happening and and things in there too. So this is a very long-winded way of me saying get curious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I think it's great because I think sometimes – look, this mindset stuff can sound super fluffy sometimes, Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely not into that. But I think that when we can break it down into these kind of, you know, really simple actions, like ask yourself why five times or get curious on what that actually looks like, it can be so much more helpful than being like, oh, just do the mindset work and then it'll be fine. You
1: know? (laughs) It's like, we're not just saying to just repeat your affirmations, even though I do believe in that. And I think it's amazing. (laughs) There's so much other work that's happening in the background too. And and it is work, like it truly is. You know, for both, I'm sure you and I both, Amanda, we're sitting here, and like this to me feels like work every day. Like I'm still working out my brain Mm -hmm. every day. I'm still working out, you know, the things that I want to do and working through my negative mind loops. That's what I call them. Like I like these are the things that I'm doing all of the time. I'm still learning my triggers. Like I'm still learning and figuring out all of this stuff. And for me, it just it, the, the easiest way for me to talk about it is like building that muscle. Cause I feel like every day I'm still working out and it's getting easier, but it's slow. It's slow and steady for me. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's like a constant, uh, and, and I love it cause it's also constantly evolving, but you know, it's a constant work.
0: Totally. And I think it, mindset is just a constant work, yeah. right? Like I think that's just kind of innately part of what being a human being is about. Like just really coming to terms with those thoughts and then deciding how we want to move forward and how we want to take action, how we want our life to look, how we want our business to look. But one thing I wanted to mention really quickly before we wrap up is just that the results are always on the other side of that kind of fear, of that discomfort, of all of that inner work. Mm -hmm. And the more comfortable you get with the fear with having that, with working through it, with taking the actions anyway, with moving closer to your goals, the more you'll start to see the things that you want, the more you'll start to see the results, the more you'll start to show up for your people, the more you'll build those connections, the more you'll host the retreats, you know, like whatever that looks like for you, all of that stuff is always on the other side of it. And like, this is truly the way to get there. It's the way to get through it. It's the way to work through it. You know, I was making this analogy the other day with um, mindset stuff and it's like the more we want to like, you know, clean our bedrooms by stuffing everything in the closet.
1: (laughs) Totally guilty of doing that.
0: (laughs) The sooner we're going to open the closet door and everything's going to come tumbling out all at once. No matter what. we're going to have a bigger mess to deal with. You're going to have to deal with
1: it at some point. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's such a good one. Cause I'm like, oh so, yeah, I have to, I have actually done that. Oh, someone's coming over. Let me shove all of my stuff into a closet. And I'm like, oh crap. Now I have to clean it all up even worse than what I had before. That's fine. It's cool.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Too funny. So good. Oh, yeah. So Brianne, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you?
1: Um, okay. Well, I spend a lot of time on Instagram for one thing. Um, even Amanda was talking about that too. I love stories. so There you go. Uh, but you can find me at Brianne Wick. And then on my podcast, I'm at I am brave fear. So it's like my podcast one on Instagram. Um, my website as of right now is still brightlyandco.com. that might be changing to brave So there we go. It's like a quick little, uh, I don't know, sneak peek, I suppose that could be coming down the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. The, uh, oh, the brave fear retreat that I was mentioning too, uh, is actually coming up in September at the end of September. So if you're interested in that, that's at brightlyandco.com forward slash retreat.
0: Awesome. And we will definitely link to that in the show notes. So you guys can learn all about that retreat and you can join Brianne and take your own brave
1: fear. Yes. Take your own brave action. Yes. You, right? you said all of it right. You can't <laughs> say it wrong. That's the beautiful part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Oh,
1: thank you so much. This conversation has been awesome. I loved this. I, think I just, you and I need to get to talk all the time.
0: All right, so we'll make that happen and everyone else go check out the plan. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at com slash shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. She believes
1: in the power of community and helps women, I told you.